Hello and welcome to the Monsters, Myths, and Mayhem podcast. I'm Silver. Our co-host is distracted by a cat. I was just saying I'm chaotic, but usually you're like in our co-host. And I was like waiting on that, and then I was like, oh no, okay. So, so hello, it's chaotic. <laughs> She is currently as a uh, new kitten flashing the screen and playing on her horns. It's trying to crawl into my hood. That'd be a good place for it to stay. Yeah, no kidding. It's not going to stay up. I don't know why you continue to think it will. It did this time. Oh. <laughs> there it goes. Today's episode was voted on by the Twitter community. It might be a week late, but that's all good. We're still here. It is the Jorogumo. Ooh. Do you know what that is? I have no idea. The Jorogumo is a Japanese yokai monster creature. That has two forms, sometimes three. It is a giant, sexy spider lady. You just put sexy and spider in the same sentence? Yes. Because it can either be a super attractive lady. Or it could be a horrifying giant Joro spider. What a 50-50 chance to be taking there. Well, she can transform between both, her human and her spider half. In most artwork, they depict her with a spider from the abdomen down and sexy lady from the abdomen up. So Coraline's mother. The other mother. Yes. It's been a minute. Yeah, I believe so. That's how they picture her a lot. But they've never really described her that way. Usually it's described as the sexy lady or the spider. And she tends to go after and hunt young, handsome men is her ideal prey. You can kind of find them in caves, forests, abandoned houses. And the story today, they're in a... Uh, Cave behind a waterfall. Now, if you, just by this kind of description, uh, what do you think the most terrifying power the Jorogumo has? I'm thinking like Black Widow can like capture a human and like eat him. That is something they do. That is correct. I would say the most terrifying ability the Jorogumo has. Is the ability to control spiders. Mm, that is terrifying. But not just any spiders. Want to hurt the spiders and her arsenals? Those spiders breathe fire. What the fudge? <laughs> oh yeah. So she has a mini variety of spiders at her control. But her main one is fire breathing spiders. Which she uses to burn down anybody's home. That finds out that she's a uh, Jorogumo. Imagine thinking you just have like a spider problem and here they turn around and they're fire breathing spiders. 
I imagine they'd be immune to fire too, so the whole burn down the house thing, they'd just come Not a out thing. fine. The Jorogumo was kind of named after the Joro spider, or the Joro spider was named after her, which is pretty much just a, in English, it's a gold, golden orb weaver spider. Okay. Body size averages between two to three centimeters long, and they can grow much larger. Uh, some are massive enough to catch and eat birds. Birds? Birds. And the Joro spider is seen everywhere in the Japanese archipelago, except for Hokkaido, which is the northern island. And recently, there has been a outbreak of them in Georgia, and they're starting to spread because they spread with parachutes and on the wind. And they're starting to make their way all the way to the west and up into the Ohio area. They also... It's a gnaw for me, dog. Their bites on humans is nothing but a itchy, like a bee sting bite. They kind of look they kind of look like the garden spiders around here. Oh, okay, okay. Just bigger. And have this golden web that can stretch between trees. The Jorogumo's con name in kanji means entangling bride. Though this seems to be a cover-up, possibly, because the original meaning of Jorogumo was seen to be as whore spider. Wow. Because around this time period in Japan, they seen courtesans were known. They were kind of comparing the Jorogumo to courtesans. Courtesans? Courtesans? How do you say that word? What is it exactly? It's kind of like prostitutes back in like an old timey word for uh, sex workers back in the day. Courtesans? I think it's courtesans. Can you send it to chat? I didn't have it in my notes. I don't know. Courtesan. Courtesan is what Google says it is. Yeah, but they're kind of using the Jorogumo as one of those stories to warn about courtesans. I'm still saying it wrong, but we'll just English. Whatever. Start. We're <laughs> onwards. Yeah. Kind of uh, warn them about falling for alluring ladies. Especially if they live in caves or the house seems abandoned they're in. Right. In order for a Jorogumo to form or grow, it has to be a golden orb weaver spider. And then it has to reach the age of 400 years old. Once, the, once it reaches 400, it develops magic powers and begins feeding on humans instead of insects. It then also gains a super cunning intellect. I love that we jumped from insects to humans. Like, fuck animals, right? Yeah. I imagine it's still probably feed on animals if it can't find humans, but... Unless it's a specific diet of humans only, then... It only sees humans as prey, nothing else. So when she's, like, the attractive lady, she doesn't try and, like, seduce men or anything? She seduces them, but only to get them to come back... But she doesn't keep them. She just nope. eats them. Yep. And her venom is long, her venom is so powerful that it can slowly weaken the uh, man over the days, allowing her to savor him and make some Beautiful. long, painful death. Her silk is strong enough to ensnare grown men, and they cannot escape it. 
all of these sedu- seductive monsters can trap grown men, though. Like, that's not, like, a feat. Like, I feel like all of these grown men just follow these women into strange caves. Yeah, that's true. Or strange houses. Yeah. It's pretty much easy to get some of the men, it seems like, in these stories, just to follow them around. Like, any good transforming monster, there's a way to tell... But the, the lady is a Joro Gumo when she's in her lady form. You want to take a guess at what that could be? I can't even begin. This entire thing's thrown me for loop. There's there's fire breathing spiders. There's a lady that doesn't even like actually care about them, and she seduce, she's seducing. She just wants to eat them. She's taking them back to the cave to eat them. There's no interaction. Some of most of the other ladies' monsters that we've done have at least like had an interest in the men. This one's just like food. So, I have no guesses. It's just un- it's unheard of. The answer is shadows. Hmm. That's why the Joraguma usually hunts at night. Is because if you can catch her in the daytime, or see her shadow in any way, the shadow reveals her true spider form. Interesting. So. So just walking around with a whole ass shadow of a spider. Which might be where some of the drawings came from of the spider body because your shadow would cast out look like because you'd see all the eight legs just kind of the shadow form of them. That would be terrifying. Oh yeah. Well are you ready to hear a couple stories? Yes. Yes I am. First kind of recorded story of the Jorogumo, or the oldest one, was said to be in the Tono Igusa, Tono Igusa, Tono Igusa or the store, or it's also called the things that ought to be pondered. Oh no, that's not even the full title. I misread that. <laughs> it's so the story is called "Things That Ought to Be Pondered Even in Urgent Times." Okay. So a young samurai was out doing his daily chores. When a young, beautiful woman, about 19 and 20, comes carrying a child in her arms. Walks up to the samurai. She says to the child, Him there surely is your father. Go forth and embrace him. However, the samurai realized the woman is not what she seemed and attacked her. Slashing her with his blade. Whereupon she escaped to the attic of a house. The next morning, in the attic, all they found is the corpse of a giant Choro spider. Along with the bodies of victims it had already murdered and eaten. That was it. That was a story. Holy God! That was, uh, that was quite a story. I'm, it doesn't say what happened to the child, but... Just, just out for... For who knows. Yeah. Another story I heard was... Which is... Hold everywhere pretty much, but there's a story of a woodcutter. Uh-huh. So this woodcutter was taking a nap by this, by the waterfall. They call it the Joran Waterfall. It's on the Izu Peninsula in Japan. So this is uh-huh. an actual place in Japan. This woodcutter was taking a nap beside. He woke up and... No, he wasn't a woodcutter. He was a fisherman. This one was a fisherman. He was fishing and fell asleep next to the pond. Uh-huh. Woke up and there's a bunch of 
uh, spiderwebs attached to his toes. So he picked the webbing off of his toes and stuck it on a stump next to him. Next thing he knew, this stump was being flung across the water into the waterfall, drugged by these webs. Wow. And that's when he hung a sign, pretty much, and told everybody in the village not to go near the waterfall, that there is a Joro Gumo resting in it. Of course, ignore it. Uh, of course, there was a, uh, another story continued on, that there was a woodcutter that was not from the same town, but was cutting wood next to the waterfall. And as he was cutting down the cherry blossom tree next to it, he dropped his axe into the uh, water below. And this oh. beautiful woman just came out of the water and gave him the axe back and told him not to tell anybody about this. Oh. So the woodcutter kind of fell in love at first sight with this woman. And right. As he said, he kept going back and forth to the waterfall to cut wood and visit this beautiful woman. Well, he kept getting drained and drained more and more every time he went out there. No kidding. Till he, <laughs> till a Buddhist priest uh, went out, kind of followed him out sneakily, and finally seeing that it was a Joro Gumo out there, kind of draining him of his life force. And he was able to do a ritual or a spell and snap him kind of out of it. But this guy still was in love with this lady. So he went to the mountains Tengu. Which is a bird-like yokai that rests in the mountains. And asked for permission to marry the Jorogumo. Tengu just outright denies him. So what does this guy do? He just goes back to the Jorogumo. As he's walking by the waterfall, he just gets strung up by the webs and... Finished off. Just ate him. Uh, wow. Then this last one was kind of a same deal with the woodcutter, except he when he went into town, he had a few too many drinks and started talking about this beautiful woman he met in the waterfall. As soon as he started talking about this beautiful woman he met in the waterfall, spiderwebs appeared on him and then drug him out the bar's doors into the woods, and they found him dead lying in the pond uh, beneath the waterfall. Wow, this um, these little stories are pretty intense. Mm -hmm. They don't always end in death. This last one was there's a same deal. It's a different waterfall in a different area, but there's a shrine to the Jorogumo there because the Jorogumo, if you fall into this water beneath the falls, she will pull you out and lay you on the Shores. So it's actually kind of a good Jorogumo. That is interesting. That's all for the stories. They're all kind of like little short stories, but they're also really old stories. I got translated a bunch of times. As for some of the video games and other media that the Jorogumo is in, we got Yokai Watch, Holix, Dororo, Yu Gi Oh! Rosary plus Vampire, Digimon, that's for the games, there is Ayakashi Ghost Guild, Diablo 3, Neo, Okami, The Evil Within, and Dark Souls. 
I'm sure those just all show the, quite a few of them show the half and half version of the yokai. Right. The more frightening version. Should we move on with the chaos? Mayhem? Uh, yeah. Madness? Yes, mayhem, madness, oh my. I think they'd be pretty chaotic. Until you found them. I think so too. I feel like under the right circumstances, they could be very problematic. I'm sure they can live pretty much easily in the forests, like the dark woods or any type of off the grids wood system where people want to go missing. Yeah, for sure. In town wise, uh, I think high density cities would probably be their best bet to mm -hmm. stake out abandoned buildings because there's a bunch of abandoned properties out there that they could just make their homes and just drag homeless people into. Agreed. Especially if they can just send their fire-breathing spiders to come retrieve you at any time. For that. But I think she would be easily killable if you can kill her with a sword. Yeah, but are you paralyzed by fear by the time that happens? True. Most people nowadays have arachnophobia. This would probably be an arachnophobe's worst nightmare. Spiders be out here wild and yeah, Tiff would die. Songbird would be dead. Can you imagine some dude that finds a Jorogumo, takes her back home, she changes into the giant spider form, he has arachnophobia, yeah. He'd shit his pants. Like, I, I don't even have arachnophobia and I think if some lady took me home and then turned into a spider, I would probably die on the spot. Oh yeah. Especially a giant Joro spider. Have you looked up a picture of what those look like? I haven't yet. They're pretty in color, but they're... Uh, a but little, terrifying? Yeah. I don't think they drink too high on the cake. They drink higher than... most, but not quite as high as some of the invulnerable monsters, because I think they could blend in better with their intelligence. What do you think? Mayhem wise, I I would have to agree. I feel like, like I said, under the under the certain circumstance, they would be all encompassing, terrifying. Like especially, like you said, if they if they like found like a nice wooded area to hunker up in, maybe some place people run often, or like is more like a hiking trail up and around the way. I feel like they could be able to sustain themselves and stay far enough back that they wouldn't be caught. Um, easily killable. I mean, should you be able to actually? get the effort to kill her when she turns into her spider or beforehand if you know she's sketchy. I think it would be fairly easy once you started to, but I don't I don't know. I, I just as as a rule, spiders are chaotic and then she's able to control other spiders. She has fire breathing spiders. I just feel like she could do a lot of damage. Maybe maybe more like a lot of damage in one area in a quick amount of time. And then we could get rid of her, maybe? Like, be able to smash her out, snuff her out pretty quick. But she would go out with a bang. She would leave a lot behind in her wake. Imagine trying to deal with a bunch of fire-breathing spiders just to get to her. And yeah, that'd be hard. If she has the same amount of kids that a actual Jorah spider has, which is between 400 and 1,500 kids at a time. Mm. But... Normal Joro spiders live a, about a year's lifespan from what I heard. Yeah. But then they have that many kids at once. 
eggs. Alrighty then. I guess that'll wrap this episode up. Well then, uh, I guess thanks. Thank you to our Patreon supporters. Mondi, Ruby, and Thor. Chaotic with the outro. Join us again next Monday on Monsters, Miss, and Mayhem, found on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Anchor.fm. Silver and Chaotic talk about how monsters and myths came to be and how they would be received in modern-day society. Follow, like, and subscribe to support. Also find the podcast on Twitter and Discord with the links below to keep up to date with the newest merchant activity. Besides, who knows what mayhem we will get into next. Roll the music! What a way to celebrate Labor Day. Just talk about a giant arachnid woman that kills men. Yeah. Isn't that how we should always spend Labor Day? Yeah, I agree. And into our arachnid selves and our true selves. The spider people. Spider people. That's actually what Spider-Man's mom was. (laughs) 